This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome to the weekend, and welcome to another edition of The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. You're getting us on the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you have it. You'll get the Encore replay every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 with Mike North. I'm Carmen DeFalco, and it's going to be a fun weekend with Euro 2020, even though it's 2021. We've got the final going on. We've got UFC 264, I believe it is, with a rematch uh, with Conor McGregor back in the ring. And we've got Game 3 of the NBA Finals coming up, and it's uh, almost All-Star break time. And we've got a bunch of trends to talk about from the first half. So plenty to dive into and discuss, Mike. And it's good to talk to you, as always. Good to talk to you, Carmen. The hair in the back of my neck standing up, just hearing you recite all the, <laughs> the litany of things that are going on. I want to wish, once again, not only Spain, uh, but Italy, uh, the best for their families and everyone else. As I did something I have never done in all the years I've been betting. I've been betting since I was a kid. I called a draw. At plus two fifteen, that's awesome. And it landed at one to one. Then I didn't even know if it stays a draw because of the stupid shootout, which right. I think is so unfair. I know. You know, it's like ninety minutes of hell, and then it's decided. I mean, why don't you just have the children of the players go out and kick? You know, I mean, it's the hard move the thing back a little bit. You can't. They're on top of the. The net's like 50 feet long. I know, right? There's one guy, and it's like it's lucky if he guesses right or wrong. But that being said, it's been entertaining. Carm, we got some baseball. I picked one today already with the Texas Rangers uh, getting a run and a half with Jordan Lyle. Got two more games for later on. Uh, the NBA's going on, so it's nuts. It's Dude, crazy. I love it. Got, Loaded. I'm looking out the window. Uh, you know, I watch a little European golf in the morning. It's crazy. It's beautiful. And we got the British Open next week. Yeah. We'll talk about some of the odds there. So, yeah, there's a lot to discuss. I thought I'd uh, talk to Mike about some MLB season trends that we've seen now that we're at the halfway point or just past it anyway. We've got the All-Star game coming up next week, so the break happens after Sunday. Um, you know, we, we kind of were hitting on this a little bit a couple of weeks ago, but now we have a bigger data sample because it's been a, just over a month since they started cracking down on the sticky stuff. And, yeah. You know, we are seeing, like, an increase in some of the offensive sure. numbers, which was the desired result, right, Mike? I mean, runs per game are up about, you know, from about 8.9 per game to about 9.5 per game. The batting average has gone from 236 to 247. The slugging percentage has gone from 394 to 416. And the strikeout rate is down a little, just a little. It's a touch, but it is down a little. So it seems to be having the desired effect. Like I said last week, uh, folks, and listen to the odds couples known throughout the land as America's destination for wagering. Uh, they didn't want to look at stuff like this. They let it go for so long that it just got to the ridiculous point where you have accomplished professional hitters that couldn't get near some of these pitches. Now you're seeing the guys like Garrett Cole, yeah. Yeah, Trevor Bauer, who's got more, I mean, got more troubles than just that and, yes. and, and other people you got uh, uh giolito's the guy i'm worried about mm. was he a flash in the pan um is it something with the sticky stuff donaldson seemed to be pointing the finger at him so there's some pictures that uh you got to keep an eye on but uh that being said i'm glad i think it's good for baseball once again i'd like to see the shift outlawed mm. i saw about four hits the other night in one ball game that would have gone up the middle in the old days and and there was a guy just waiting there i mean i understand hitters got to adjust 
but it's sort of like it just takes away the spirit of which the game was intended. That being said, it's good to see the numbers go up. Yeah, we're seeing it across the board pretty much, so that is a good thing. Uh, we've seen some really exciting individual performances here in the first half. Uh, we've seen teams overcome injuries to huh. still play great baseball like the, the White, White Sox. The are the story in Major League Baseball. You lose four or five guys. You got guys like Gavin Sheets. I mean, you know, uh, other people, Matagrow sitting. Uh, you got guys that have been injured. Robert, uh, Eloy. Matagrow. Kopech was on the DL. Now Grandel. Grandel. Engel comes back, does the job. What a masterful managing job (laughs) by Tony La Russa and and, and the coaching staff and the players. I mean, look at the other side of town. I mean, it's inexcusable. These guys are in their contract years. I wouldn't sign any of them. They're all hitting 230. This is what you do when the pressure's on? Come on. If you had to keep one, who would it be? Would you really not sign any of them, or would you pick one? Boy, I'll tell you, I like Bryant, but it just seems suspicious that it's a t- contract time and he's hitting better, but at least he's doing that. At least he's producing. Uh, Baez is a run-producing shortstop, but he leads the league, I think, in strikeouts. Oh, yeah. The launch angle has killed these players. I think they would be better hitters if they leveled their swing. That being said, I'll tell you the guy who's a mystery to me. I want to keep him. Contreras. Yeah, I'm. I, that, that's. I'm with you there. If I, I had to keep, keep one, him. I think I would keep. Contreras. I think I'm keeping the catcher. I think yeah. he plays hard. Yeah. I can't believe he's hitting 230. He's a 270. He should be like Molina. Yeah. Like Molina was. I'm disappointed in him. I'm disappointed in all of them because with the pressure on and with contracts looming over their head, they haven't produced. And I'll never sign Rizzo to more than a one-year deal. Yeah. If Mark Grace went through 10 one-year deals mm-hmm. and wasn't hurt and produced every year, then Rizzo can do the same. Otherwise, sayonara. Because you know what? His back is bad. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, that's a great point. Nobody seems to have dealt with as many injuries and dealt with it as well as the White Sox and Dodgers. Oh, God. The Dodgers, too. And, you know, the Mets have had a bunch, but look at what the Dodgers are going through. Now they yeah. got this Bauer thing, which, as you pointed out, is something totally different. Wow. But they really, uh, the, the, when you look at these two teams, both to be in the, to have 50-something wins, uh, the meat grinder that is the the West for the Dodgers makes it maybe even more impressive. But the way they've done it uh, organizationally is fantastic. And so that's where we are at the break. The best bet in the first half of baseball appeared to be home favorites on the money line. They covered a little over 61% of the time. And, and the, the White, White Sox. Sox against lefties. And the White Sox against lefties. Good call. Yeah. Right? I mean, my God. I mean, I, I, I know on Win Daily, the show I do daily uh, on Twitter, I mean uh, – John Jansen's the guy. He picks the socks all the time. Yeah. And he's making nothing but money. Great. It all is. Right. I got a cockamamie of uh, thing here. I love that word. I know, right? Don't you? It's an old school word. It's the story of my life. Tell me if you follow this. I got a crazy theory here on the Home Run Derby. I'm, I okay. I told Yurko earlier, uh, I said, let's put our money on, a, you know, we don't like betting the four to one, the three to one. Let's, no. let's, let's put our money on an eight to one shot in the Home Run Derby. And let's put it on Trevor's story. And my theory goes this way. The last two guys that actually won the home run derby in their home ballparks. Colorado. It's going to Colorado. Exactly. The last two guys to do it were Bryce Harper in Washington a couple of years ago and Todd Frazier in Cincinnati in 2015. Both guys knew they would, in all likelihood, be leaving their team in the offseason. The Reds were stripping things down and rebuilding. They ended up trading Todd Frazier to the White Sox in the offseason. Harper probably knew he was leaving via free agency. And you know stories thinking the same thing. Maybe one last show for the fans. I'm going Trevor Story at 8-1. to one. Now, the rest of the field, though, Otani's playing, right? He is. He's 4-1. to one. He's the favorite. Is Guerrero playing? 
Guerrero's out. Fernando's out. Acuna's out. You've got Shohei. You've got Gallo, who I think is a sneaky good pick, I'm too. I'm taking Joey Gallo. He's four and a half to one. I think it's a good play. Yeah, I'm taking Joey Gallo. Look, look. He's unreal right now. Yeah, you're 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 really basically you know, facing batting practice pitchers. By the way, folks, I want to clear something up. I listened to the show five times last week because we had great shows. We did. We, Carmen and I were on fire. But I want to just say this as I was listening. BB was with me when I caught Dave Steeb. Yeah. He was really loosening his arm. He wasn't throwing me like crazy stuff. It's still the best story. Yeah, it's but such BB a good wanted story. me. BB and I were listening. I go, B, I made it sound like he was throwing me like curveballs and 94 mile an hour fastballs. But he did throw me hard pitches. They just didn't move. That's all I wanted to get out of the way. That being said, it's still awesome. Yeah, well, that's that the best said, story. I'll tell one in maybe uh, segment three. I got another <laughs> I, I one. I couldn't for believe you. it. I'm like, this is amazing. I, I got this though. And 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 I I will tell you this. It depends. The home run derby a lot now depends on the pitcher. Yeah, I'm going with Joey Gallo. That's a good pick. I'm it going is. with the Paisan. I'm going he, with the. He's got. He can hit the hell out of the baseball. He's been unbelievable he lately. Yeah, and he's only four to one. Yeah, he's four and a half to one. He's the second choice. Alonzo's your defending champ because they didn't have one last year. Obviously, he's about five and a five. Plus, plus five twenty five. Matt Olson six to one. Salvador Perez seven. Matt Olson. Yeah. Be careful. I know, right? Plays I, in a big ballpark. Hey, be careful. That's a guy nobody knows about. Nobody. You know, it's like because he's wasting away that's in right. Oakland for crying out loud. Oh, everybody does. And then the feel-good story is Trey Mancini from the Orioles because, of course, he's coming back from cancer. He beat right. cancer last year. He's got 15 home runs. He's the feel-good story of the year. But those are your eight in the home run derby for this year. Mike and I are going to talk more baseball. we got some best plays later. Mike's got two games to give out. We will get into the NBA in Game 3 of the Finals as the series will shift to Milwaukee this weekend. We will discuss uh, that. i got lots of thought on that series so far. And uh, we're also going to talk to our guy, uh, Luke Pergandy, when we come back next. That's our man from PropSwap with lots happening as we gear up for the final major of the year. We always know it's a great time to be on PropSwap when the majors roll around. So Luke will join us when we come back next. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up, folks. It's the Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. We are back inside the Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app. We're presented by PropSwap. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We do it each and every week for you. And each and every week, we talk to our great friend from PropSwap. He's one of the founders, and he's a Chicago guy. We love talking to him. He's Luke Pergandy. Oh, I did the spot for you. <laughs> What's up, Carl? What's up, Mike? Luke? What's up, buddy? How you doing, pal? The NBA Finals are underway. 2 nothing lead for Phoenix. But uh, you guys sold the Big Suns ticket recently, right? Yeah. Biggest uh, NBA ticket of the year. Uh, initial bet was $500 at 40-1. to 1. Oh, my God. It was, He made that in March. Uh, and he sold it for sixteen thousand uh, dollars. That is odds of minus three fifty, and everywhere in the country right now, Phoenix is minus five hundred. Mm. So the buyer got a really good deal. I know sixteen thousand dollars sounds like a lot of money, but um, that's the best price in the world on on Phoenix by far. And boy, what a way for that guy to turn uh, you know a small amount of money into a huge sum of money. So that's why it's a beautiful thing, man. I tell you. And there's uh, there's some combo tickets, right? There's some like. Some Suns, uh, I think I saw there's a um, a Lightning and, and Red Sox pennant ticket that's up for sale right now. Is that right? Yep. So, yeah, we sold that. It was 
initial bet of 81 bucks. Uh, he bet on the Sox just to win the AL, the Red Sox just right. to win the AL, mm-hmm. and the Lightning to win the Stanley Cup. Obviously, Lightning won the Stanley Cup this week, so that cash, uh, that eight, that's $80 purchase is now worth $1,800. Wow, that's phenomenal. <laughs> that's how you return your money, baby. Yeah, you do it. I got to tell you, we were talking about earlier uh, the NBA uh, finals, and now the Bucks. Uh, I remember I liked Utah and the Bucks to go all the way. I don't know if the Bucks are going to go all the way or not, but isn't this the time? This is prime time stuff. This is a this is, this is where the decisions are made, folks. Do you want to sell your ticket? Do you want to go to Prop Swap? Are you going to stay with the Bucks and maybe hold an empty-handed ticket? Did you see action already? Are you seeing action already on the Bucks, Luke? Yeah. Oh, we've seen, you know, everyone wants to sell their ticket right. once it's too late. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, you yeah. know, as soon as, you know, game two ended, you know, we get emails, people, Hey, how much is my Milwaukee Bucks ticket worth? Yeah, I'm right. like, you guys, like they were, you know, plus plus one forty, plus plus one sixty before the NBA final started. Mm-hmm. Like you can't wait until they get pounded two games in a row. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. So, uh, you know, you could still get rid of it. Now, no sure. question. The Milwaukee Bucks at a point where, you know, 15 to one. So if you got a 15 to one ticket, absolutely. We can make some profit on that. Like, do you, you know, wait, they're... do you wait, excuse me, look, do you wait? I almost hoping uh, if you're holding the Milwaukee ticket, the decision is, are they going to win game three? Because right. if they don't win game three and you hold that ticket, you're a loser. If you, Correct. if they win game three, you've expanded maybe more profit, right? Yeah, no, totally. It's, you are now, you have a decision to make. So if you hold it and they're down 3-0, ticket's right. garbage. It's You're garbage. Yeah, um, rip it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. If you sell it now, like I said, I mean, they're, they're like plus 390, plus 385. Mm-hmm. So if you have a 15-to-1 ticket, you can make about five times your money. Yeah. So, that's, so yeah. you know, it's it's 5x, and, uh, you know, if you bet a lot of money on it, if you, you can turn 500 into 2,500, 2,500 bucks is, Nothing to scoff at. It pays for a vacation. Um, so yeah, you absolutely have a decision to make. But if you wait one more game and they lose the third in Milwaukee, uh, you're in trouble. All right, British Open next week, final major. We talk about it all the time. These majors roll around the big golf tournaments. I mean, prop swaps made for this stuff. Yep. There are. I mean, I'm looking at a ton already. There's there's so many tickets. It's going to go nuts next week. How about UFC 264 in Vegas tomorrow? Oh, you guys, Conor get, McGregor. McGregor. Yeah. You know, some people think he's Woo! kind of the, the live dog this time around after getting upset in January by Poirier. Uh, you know, we see some tickets there too, Luke. Yeah, of course, we sell UFC tickets. You don't, there's not as much profit potential on UFC for the sellers because the odds don't change that much right, up yeah. until the fight. Right. Right. Pretty much, you know, if Connor's a small dog, he's going to be a small dog come Saturday night. Makes sense. Um, so we don't see a ton of sellers flocking to UFC. We did sell a funny uh, 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 Charles Barkley to win the golf tournament in Tahoe <laughs> this weekend. It's like a celebrity yeah. <laughs> golf tournament. It was uh, 20 bucks to cash for 75000 oh, if Barkley God. wins. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, Luke, have a great weekend as always, buddy, and we will check in with you again next Friday. Sounds good, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Bye, Karen. Bye, Mike. See you, pal. We love you. Luke Pergandy, at Luke Pergandy on Twitter, and download that PropSwap app or go to PropSwap.com where America buys and sells its sports bets. Yeah, we do have the UFC fight. Oh, Uh, I love it. McGregor was a pretty big favorite and got upset. I break faces for a living. There you go. That's pretty good. I had a guy say that to me once. Oh, my God. You don't want to hear that. Listen, let me tell you something. 
I don't know who's going to win this fight, but that's the roughest, man. Those guys don't last long. Yeah. I mean, you don't last You take such a horrendous beating, you know? Yeah, it's... And if you know you're... If you're Conor McGregor and you got your butt kicked last time, you know you might get your butt kicked this time, and you're promoting like that, I mean, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. He's such a great promoter. He is. He's one of the top five, I think, promoters of all time. He's built that sport. Ronda Rousey, she was more of a phenom. Yes. For her, for but she wasn't. Uh, she, I knew she'd fizzle out. This guy, you know, he hasn't looked all that good lately. And, no, and, and, he's, and, he's, small, he, and he's a small dog here it, at one twenty. He doesn't even fight that much anymore. I mean, he's only. I think I read he's only had like a handful of fights since twenty seventeen. He lost to Poirier as a favorite. Proper now, number twelve. Proper number twelve. He's too busy making his Irish whiskey. I think he sold that, didn't he? I, he might have. He might have. They, you know, he's marketed that well. You know, when you think about job. it, yeah. I mean, he's cleaner than the Board of Health. The guy's a, a – I mean, I might, I'm going to watch the fight. I, 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 I don't usually. But he's a guy you got to wonder. They're one-and-one one against each other. Yeah, so that's, that's why it makes it interesting. You're right. Yeah. They're one-and-one, and, one and probably the last time they're going to meet. Uh, we briefly mentioned Italy earlier, Euro 2020. Oh, oh, the Italy, final is set for Spain, Wembley on Sunday. Oh. Eng- England's the home team. They're going to have a, bit, a lot of fan support, and they're a small favorite because of that, Mike. I'm not – I don't care. <laughs> I'm taking Italy. Me too. Let's Believe go Italy. Me, if it's sunny out, those the English they'll get the sunburn. I know <laughs> pasty skin. They'll be very warm. They can't handle the, the July Italians sun. They have right, the yeah. darker complexion. Believe me, my brother John is like uh, he, he's so dark. I you know that's the way. Yeah, he, he got the complexion from my mom. I got it from my dad. Oh my but God. I know they'll wilt under the heat. The English, and uh, they're, they're, I tell you this. They're known. They're a more physical team than English teams are known for. But it's been a long time since they've tasted victory. I mean, can you believe '66? The World Cup was the last time they were in one of these major finals. That's crazy. I'm isn't Italy, it? and I'm going to have an antipasta tray as they're taking. Sounds, have a little uh, anisette and some antipasta. That sounds great. Prasada, little little Parmesan, little Dude. mozzarella. Yeah. Uh, are you kidding me, Fontadella? Get out of here. I mean, do the whole thing. You're absolutely I right. I mean, let's go nuts with I'm gonna, it. Yeah, basically, it's going to be fun. I mean, I've always wondered. I. I always wondered why Italy wears blue, even in hockey. Well, I mean, why you know, don't they wear? I, I guess it's the Blessed Virgin. Well, because the, the the so the nickname somewhere along the line became the Azzurri, which is the Blues, and I think it's got to do with the color of the the, the Mediterranean, and you know, and the the coastline, all the water Very surrounding the peninsula. I've been there. I get yeah, it's it, gorgeous, right? I think that's why where that whole thing started. Why. Blue is not in their national the flag, colors, but that's why they Tom, wear blue. Tom, what are the real colors? Green, white, and red. You're damn right they yeah. are. Now, the logo's got that on there. I know, but, which but, is yeah. nice. Okay, yeah. I get it. But I do uh, love those blue uniforms. I got to tell you, I love They're nice. I get it. I mean, you know, I, I understand. Notre Dame, I used to wonder why they wore the dark, didn't wear green. Why they didn't wear green, yeah. Because of the Blessed Virgin. I get that. Yeah. Okay, now, I, I, and then I see the Milwaukee Bucks to, uh, in the last playoff round wearing blue uniforms with nothing in common which with any weird. of their colors. Which is weird. I never, I, I, have you ever seen anything like that? They completely divorced I, from anything that, in the playoffs, uh, their team colors, which are neat. The only I like thing, them. The only thing I wondered about was, look, we know why they do it, because they can sell more jerseys. All the Bucks fans are going, I wouldn't oh, touch look, that jersey, but, this, uh, did, whatever it is. Was that color from something like in the 70s that I, I didn't know no, where that color scheme no. came from? The, the Buck jerseys were beautiful in the 70s. The green, the red with the white trim, with, they're yeah. beautiful. The, yeah, the old, They've never had the blue 
I was wondering what what that was. Yeah, interesting. And I've yeah, always, I, I even the Italian hockey team. Yeah. What, they were put, you hardly see any red, white, uh, and green on theirs. I think our guy Bobby Nardella played in the Olympics. Bobby Nardella. He played for the, Ita- <laughs> played for the Italian hockey team. I, I love, love Bobby. Bobby. He's such a great guy. One of the great guys of all time, a Chicago Wolf. Yeah, Chicago Wolf, and a yep. damn good one. All right, uh, stick around. We got more to do. You know, speaking of the Bucks, we got to really get inside yeah. here. Uh, game three, a two nothing lead for Phoenix. Game three is Sunday. A little extra rest for Giannis. We're going to talk about that. We'll get our guy Jim Miller later with some ponies. So don't go anywhere, folks. Uh, we got a lot to do. We're having fun talking sports and sports gambling. It's Carmen and Mike. We're with you here each and every week on the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN One Thousand, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Back inside The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. You get us here on the ESPN Chicago app, and every Saturday morning on ESPN 1000 from 8 to 9, make sure you check it out. Hit Mike up on Twitter. He's always great about responding at North to North, and they got the Win Daily stuff each and every day. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Don't miss it because we always give best plays. We always give great gambling advice for the weekend and talk about what's hot in sports. And we've got the NBA Finals going on right now with the, the Phoenix Suns up 2-0, Mike, as the series shifts this weekend to Milwaukee, where the Bucks have been good in the playoffs. 7-1 and one straight up, 5-3 and three against the spread, and they're a small favorite as we tape this on Friday a couple of days before tip-off on Sunday night. Giannis can play for me any day of the week. Uh, agreed. Okay. I don't want to hear about Durant and all these other guys. The guy could have gone somewhere else. He signs with Milwaukee. And what do I hear? I hear people, like, abusing the guy. The guy shows up, plays his butt off, has an injury that everybody thought he wouldn't come back from, is the best player, clearly, on on the court, and, and his teammates uh, just let him down. Now, for anybody that that questions somebody that questions Chris Middleton, nobody questions Chris Middleton. What you question is that he's a streak shooter. Yeah. It just seems that if he starts off bad, he's going to stay bad. If he starts off good, he'll rip off 7 out of 10. And then the rest of the guys, from Holiday to everybody else, they can take the next two, but you got to have contributions from the rest. But Giannis has got... My ultimate respect, I still think there's going to be a series. I think so, too, and he was phenomenal last night. You couldn't be more right. And in the third quarter, he decided, I, I got to do it by myself. I mean, that's what right. he did. And right. he- and that's what he did. He scored 20. He tried to keep them as close as they could. I think they even got it down then again to about eight at one point. He uh, had to go for, I think they retaped his uh, his ankle at one point. He-, he sat a few minutes early in the fourth. I think they might have gotten it down to about eight, but... You're right. I mean, if Middleton and, and Holiday aren't going they, to, they've got to be better if they're going to if they're going to be in the series and win it. On I do a, still think it could be a series. Aiden, Aiden didn't do anything on a night. That on a he night where he was quiet. Anything. It's very true. I mean, come on. So I mean, that's the kind of play you're getting out of the two-time MVP, who I love, man. I mean, he's I mean, what a player, what a beast. He is. I mean, I mean, just an absolute joy to watch. Playing in a small market, didn't fall for the BS. Didn't go to a super team. You're seeing everybody else sit out, and he's playing, yet he's taking criticism. Give me a break. Yeah, I don't know. There's really not much to criticize, if you no. ask me. He's just he's way too good. Um, you know, his, his, his player prop total for game three is it's absurd. I mean, 32 and a half. Like, I, I generally 
tend to like that, that's awfully high, but he's certainly capable. I oh. mean, he, he dropped 42 last night. He's averaging 28 and a half in the playoffs, but that's how much, you know, they think of Giannis at this point and how much he means to that team. I mean, 32 and a half is a pretty high point total for the player prop. For yeah, Sunday. player props are heart stopping. Last night I had Chris Paul under eight and a half assists. He ends up with eight. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Thank God early that the players were missing. The passes. I mean, they touch the pass, they shoot, and he'd miss it. Booker especially. I mean, I couldn't have been happier. But uh, it's it, it just a grind. It really is. But I think Milwaukee can get it done. Middleton and Howell, they will come back. Uh, but, I, I mean, I heard a, I heard one guy say they're done. No, they, they'll yet. lose four straight. I just don't believe it. I don't no. either. I think, And I think they've been good enough at home, and they'll have such an amazing home crowd advantage going back there for Sunday night. Uh, I think, yeah, I think they're going to get game three, to be honest. Uh, I think the extra day off helps Giannis rest that knee. I think that's important. Um, and, again, 7-1 and one at home straight up in the postseason yeah. is pretty good. The one thing that's a little scary is just how good the Suns have been on the road this yeah. year. They've been, a, they've been a great cover period all season long. I mean, they've been near the top of the list in terms of against the spread numbers all year. They're number one as we sit here today. They're ten and three against the spread as a road dog. Like that's very impressive. But I, I, I think Milwaukee bounces back and gets this game three, and it still will be a series going into game if four. If they don't get see. game three, it's over. Which right. is just like, you know, I, I, you can't. I don't think they're too too good. Phoenix is really really good. Yet, I would probably ask everybody. And by the way, Carmen and I did it again. We did it again. We, we should just take hammers and hit ourselves in the head with it. Because <laughs> we had Jokic. We didn't bet him. I know, right? For MVP. I said on this very show, okay, I said, Utah 300 to 1, Milwaukee at 300 to 1 sound good to me. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean Milwaukee's going to win. Yep. But I mean, that I, a lot of people thought they wouldn't make it because of Brooklyn. And in yeah. Boston had injuries. Kimba Walker gets hurt. I mean, you want neither one of these teams, though, Con, would you agree? I, it's refreshing. There's no LeBron. There's no Anthony Davis. You know, there's a, no Kawhi. There's no big stars. It's just a refreshing thing to have two new teams. But I don't think yeah. these, either one of these teams will be back next year. Right, exactly. Like, what's the staying power? You know, right. especially if Chris Paul leaves Phoenix, which a lot of people think Boy. he will. You know, like that's... Well, does he want to go back and be with his buddy? I don't know. LeBron? I mean, there, there's... No, I think there's some talk about the Knicks. Like, maybe oh. go... I mean, go play oh, for Tibbs God. and... Boy, could I'll tell you, if he plays like this, that would Why make the Knicks interesting. Why would he want to stay at Phoenix, man? My God. He's a hero. Especially with hero. Aiden. Like, maybe he does. Right. Maybe he loves maybe Aiden I so much. He, I think he'll think this over long and hard. I think he sees a team that actually he got ultimate respect from if they win this thing because I'd never have given it to him. He's yeah. never won anything. And I suppose I could kind of see Milwaukee maybe getting back again next year, but I don't know. I mean, they. you're right. Like, it's... It's different than what we're used to. I think this whole playoff is I different. I think there's a lot of injuries. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of refreshing for a change. And right? you know what? It's a war of attrition to who could stay the healthiest. By the way, like uh, I heard a guy this morning say, well, they should, Milwaukee should blow it up. You don't blow this up. They made the finals. First time since, what, the 70s. Yeah. You, you add some players, okay, and maybe uh, a couple of your stars, like Holiday, moves down in the rotation. It makes your team better if you get somebody else that's strong. You know what I yeah. mean? Let's say they did pick up Chris Paul. Let's say Milwaukee got him. Well, that, Holiday moves down. 
Boy, they should have. I mean, that that ship may have sailed because of that. Because they extended Holiday too. I mean, they could. They should have been in. He's got to do better. I mean, yeah. No, he, I agree he, with you. I don't think he's totally. Elite, though, Carm. I don't. I yeah. I think he's. A, he reminds me of a guy the Bulls used to have. I loved him. He's my kind of ball player, Ricky Sobers, mm. a junkyard dog. Yeah. That's what Holiday reminds me. Of. He's not a, a a big money time. Type of guy. I don't. His think. offense has just been. I mean, he has not been a he's good offensive layups. player. I know I he mean, missed. He, think about how many he missed at the basket yesterday. You're right. Yes, he misses layups. He splits the defense nice, but he just misses layups and 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 pertinent baskets. I mean, and, and everybody else. I mean, Connaughton's done well. Um, you know, for, for but when you sco- when he outscores Middleton, that's it's, your story. Exactly. That's tr- that's troublesome for them. <laughs> yes, it you is. know, uh, yeah. I I said to Yurko earlier, it'd be pretty cool if Kareem was in the building for Game Three on All uh, of a Sunday sudden, night. On the Bucks, I've been having the Lakers thing shoved down my throat for th- thirty-five well, years. So who's the best? I mean, uh, you you know you lived through this era. Like yeah. I I mean I said on the show earlier, well, like, he's Kareem, the, Kareem's he's the, the greatest buck, of, buck all of all time, right? I mean. Well, but yeah, somebody said Oscar Robertson too, but he no. was, he wasn't there as long. I don't think, right? Lou Elcinder, yeah, he's the best. He's the greatest buck of all time. Agreed. There's no question. I mean, those teams. I told the story of Ed Rodoliak, I believe it. Ed Kelly having his name changed. In yeah, Chicago, that's right. Um, back in the day, and and uh, to me, you think Bucks. It just was funny to see him in the Bucks thing on social media, right? You know, going go Bucks. I mean, I I remember. Believe me, Carm. I was there. He couldn't wait to get out of there. Yeah, right. He could yeah. not wait, and they couldn't wait to let him go. Uh, for for the for the people of my generation, I mean, I was born in 1976. Yeah. I only knew Kareem as a Laker. I mean, that's it. You know, like that was it. And yeah, you heard. Oh, you know, you knew the story of Kareem. Star at UCLA. He went to the Bucks. They won. But like, I only knew him as and a Laker that growing time, up. That Milwaukee was, it. was known as a middle class white city. Yeah. You know, Kareem had different tastes, different this, different that, whatever, and he wanted out of there. Yeah. But he won him a championship, man. Yes, he did, uh, and he still loves him. I guess he's. I guess it's. He still. You gotta still revere the guy. It'd be pretty awesome if he were there Sunday. I think he. I would my guess it. is he, he will be. That'll get the crowd going. Like that'd be pretty awesome if. He Wouldn't was it be there, awesome man. if you could activate him and he could play five or six minutes? <laughs> Run up now, and down the court in his uniform. That would be something. That would be awesome. I love it. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, our guy Jim Miller's going to join Jim us. A! He'll give us some ponies. We've got some other fun stuff for the weekend and best plays. So don't go anywhere, folks. It's Mike. It's Carmen. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. You're listening to the Odds Couple Friday nights at 6 with a replay Saturday morning at 8 on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Stretch on the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap, alongside Mike North on Tony DeFalco. We're on the ESPN Chicago app. You can get our podcast each and every week. You can get the Encore replay every Saturday morning on ESPN 1000. And it's the time of the show where we talk to the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse, get some ponies for the weekend. There is always action at Hawthorne and other tracks around the country. And he is a true master, the one, the only, Jim Miller. Jim Miller! 
Jimmy, what up? Gentlemen, you know it was good to get back in the wind column last week, yeah. make some money, so we're rolling again. We're headed in the right direction, so that's a beautiful thing. Lots of summer racing at Hawthorne, so uh, very happy how things are rolling along. Building that bankroll is a good thing indeed. The action continues at Hawthorne. The harness meet is underway every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday under the lights. It looks like it's going to be a glorious weekend, too. Not too hot, very pleasant temperatures, not a lot of humidity. Uh, how has the response been with like the restrictions being lifted, Jimmy? All the new stuff that's at the track, people wanting to get out so badly. How's the response been at Hawthorne? You know what? It's been so awesome. And the combined horse racing with the points bet sports book there has really given us some more options and been able to kind of expose racing to one group of betters and expose sports wagering to another group. So that's been good. And then we have an outdoor terrace that we put together, outdoor bar seating, televisions, bedding windows right there outside, right on the racetrack fence. So it's really been nice, and this kind of weather is gorgeous. It is really a great time for the fans to come out. Now, Jimmy, you know that I revere some of the former drivers and current drivers from Stanley Banks to Dave McGee. I had a driver in my family. His name was Vince Loricella back in the day. But I got to ask you, there was a guy that won his 3,000th race the yep. other night. I, sh- I know I prepare for the show. I prepare for you. But I don't, his name escapes me. It, give him a little testimonial. I yeah, saw you no get on Twitter. There was no, like, no big wave of, of congrats. I'm going, my God, 3,000 wins. Who is it? Yeah, Casey Leonard got his 3,000th win the other night. And I'll wow. tell you, this is a guy who drove for 11 years. Just kind of sporadically, he was he was helping train horses at the family farm and mm-hmm. had just like an everyday type of job type of thing. And then right around the age of 30, he said, you know what, I'm going to make a go of this full time. And I'll tell you, he's one of those guys. And you think about jockeys and drivers and you think about guys that are maybe a little bit smaller. Casey's a little bit bigger guy, not meaning he's overweight by any means, but he's a little bit taller. Weighs in the 160s, 170. But I'll tell you, incredible hands, incredible timing. And he wins races in bunches, guys. You talk about 3,000 victories. Wow. He had one year alone where he won over 400 races, Whoa. but he's a guy that just drives for everybody. That's his focus. He does a really nice job, a really good guy. And, yeah, it's a, it's a great milestone for anybody, but 3,000 driving victories is very, very awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. Where, where's the, uh, you know, like, the, what separates, I guess, maybe when you talk about the, the drivers when it's harness racing, sure. the really good ones from the ones that maybe aren't as good. You said something interesting about his hands and his timing. Like, is that what sort of can differentiate these guys sometimes? It really is, because when you think about harness racing, harness racing karma is a lot like NASCAR in, in the fact that you draft off of horses. So it's finding that position, finding the car or the horse that's moving the best, and then making your time for when you really want to make that move. And so many people may move too early and run out of horse late in the lane. They may move too late and come up short. Just time and again and again, Casey just has that horse in the right spot, knows what he has for a racehorse in front of him, and times has moved perfectly to have enough left on the wire to get the job done. But so often, he's the one that's on the better end of those close photo finishes than on the worst end, and it's really because of that great timing. Crazy. All right, so what do we like for the weekend, Jimmy? What are we betting on? You know what? A huge card at Belmont Park on Saturday. So all three races will be at Belmont Park, and it's three races in a row, races seven, eight, and nine. But all three of these horses across the board. So in race seven, bet the eight Gams Mission across the board. This one should be closing well late. Race eight, bet the one Bella Sophia. I think I said Gams Mission was race seven, the eight horse. Race eight, the one Bella Sophia across the board. And then race nine, the five Du Jour across the board. 
all horses that should run big, big races on Saturday. All right, so the uh, the big cards at Belmont, Jimmy said. These are three races at Belmont Park nice. tomorrow. The seventh race, the eight horse across the board. The eighth race, the one horse across the board. And the ninth race, the five horse across the board, correct? That's right. All stakes races, all really good horses, awesome. a really nice card. Three stakes races. Love it. Jimmy, great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. All right, boys. Good luck. See you, buddy. Jimmy! There's our guy, Jim Miller, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, it's a cool story and a good shout-out. You're right, Mike, because that's pretty impressive. 3,000. 3,000. I'm looking at Twitter. I'm going, wait a minute. I, I, I copied it. I put. I, I retweeted it. My God. 3,000 races. I'm going, if you bet them every time you race. Oh, my God. How about it? Right? Uh, so we got Open Championship at Royal St. George's oh, next week. I know you love this, Mike. I, I know love you love golf. I love the rain. I know the you love The wind in their face. <laughs> their hoods, get, their hoodies uh, flapping in the breeze. You love betting golf. Freezing. Freezing, right, yeah. There's always a chance for that. Oh. Um, you love betting golf. Yes. Last weekend you said was a little rough, but oh, it, it happens. Oh, my God. That one kid. Hold on. I got a couple stories, okay? <laughs> one. That kid, who who is that kid that came out of nowhere? Is it- it's the Eagle on 17. It's a birdie on 18. Yeah. They go to a playoff. I had two of the guys, Neiman and Merritt, oh. uh, and both of them in the, in the finals. Merritt was plus 400. Okay, Neiman was plus 250. So I would have lost a little on Neiman, but I would have won profit on Merritt. And this kid just comes and gets it done. They give him all the credit in the world. That's the fun of gambling. But, man, I mean, my I was transfixed that whole thing. Uh, and now you got the John Deere Classic today, and I know we're podcasting right now, so you know I'll be watching a Jim Herman, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. trying to knock off a Bobby Streb, if you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean they become larger. You just want to win somebody. I had a, I had a good week. And by the way, uh, I got a thanks for all the messages. Said they enjoyed the uh, story I told on Dave Steve. I got one for you, Carmen. All right. Quick. Uh, I had Chris Zorch on my show. Back in the day, because I'm celebrating 30 years this year. And back in the day, I had Chris Zorch on my show. And he came on after a bad bear loss and after a big day of running against that line. And I basically told him it was the first time I ever saw a 97-yard line because his jersey was implanted on it all day long. Yeah. And I said, well, I go, mate, you know, you rely on quickness, but how quick can you be? He goes, I'm quicker than you. I said, really? Well, I've had about 18 street races in my life. I've won 18 out of 20. I used to race the the younger kids outside my hot dog stand and other people outside of bars for money. He says, well, I'll race you. Well, anyway, he turned into a big promotion. (laughs) The next thing you know, there's 500 people on a side street on the northwest side of Chicago. On Belmont? On Belmont. Yeah. And we raced down Laverne. Uh, Anybody knows the northwest side knows uh, Laverne. We raced down Laverne. As soon as they said go, he blew me away. <laughs> a 40-yard dash, Chris Zorge beats me by 10 yards, uh, and that's my story. That's amazing. Today. Chris, I love you, buddy. Th- those guys are something. I love Chris. Too. I haven't seen Chris in quite some time, but, man, he was yeah, always he's, something. He's one man. of the best guys. Absolutely. And a, and a great guy. That's so, so great. Thought I'd throw that one out there. I love it. Yeah. All right, Mikey, you were hot last week. Let's do it again. What do we like? What are some of the best plays? You already gave out the bonus plan, Carmen and Yurko, for everybody in case you missed it. Shame on you. Don't miss it. But uh, Mike's got Rangers run line tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. And what else are we talking I about? I got two games. Tell me you got. Kyle. I got one. Just one right. for me tonight. So I'll I got one start off. Game. I got Milwaukee. Okay. Okay. Uh, Smiley's going for uh, uh, Cincinnati tonight. Or Miley, excuse me. Yeah, Wade Miley, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's going for them tonight. And I, I just happen to think that uh, 
And what I came up with overwhelmingly in a picket game, take Milwaukee. Boy, Milwaukee's got the best record in baseball right now, I think, right? Yeah, I was surprised. I, think they, I, think they do. I know Cincinnati's been playing good ball. They got a murder's roll type middle with Battle, uh, Winkler, uh, Castellanos, who continues uh, to amaze. Uh, but but you know what? That's what I got on it. I was sort of surprised, Carm, uh, that Milwaukee is favored in that game. It's Wade Miley. Yeah. At six and four, three point zero six for the Reds. I got that wrong. And then Eric Lauer's pitching there for the Brewers, so I'm taking Lauer tonight. Yeah, third best record in the NL, not the best. Third best. Yeah. San Fran and Dodgers are still the best, but right. up to a five ninety six winning percentage and a seven game yeah. lead for the Brewers. All right, uh, one team that does have an incredible record, fifty four and thirty four, the Boston Red Sox. Um, so the Phillies go there, interleague play to wrap the first half here. Phillies just played four straight night games at Wrigley. Now, they won three out of four. Yeah, they're but out. the Cubs uh, are just in, the, in a miserable funk. And Philly came in here with one of the worst road records in baseball, despite winning three out of four. They're not a good road team. They've struggled away from home all year. They played four straight night games here, had to travel back to the East Coast, get into Boston late. Garrett Richards goes to the bump for the Red Sox tonight. The Red Sox are 20 and 12 as home favorites this season. You got to lay a short price at $1.20. I like the Red Sox minus the $1.20 on the money line tonight at home to take care of business against the Phillies. Oh, that's a nice pick, Carmen. And they got one more for everybody out there. The Indians are playing Kansas City. This is a mop bucket fest. Tristan oh, McKenzie, 6.38 playing against Kansas City. Brad Keller at 6.39. So who's going to hit the most? You know what? Uh, Cleveland, to me, is a bitter disappointment. Uh, They're breaking down. Uh, It just seems that they don't have enough right now. I'm going to take Kansas City on the money line tonight uh, to knock off the Cleveland Indians. I was surprised Cleveland was favored, but I guess Kansas City's no better. White Sox uh, have the luck of the... Uh, draw of having maybe one of the worst being in one of the worst divisions in all of sports, not just of baseball. So I have Kansas City, I have Milwaukee, and I have Texas on the money line, folks. Sounds good. Mikey, have a wonderful weekend as always, buddy. Love you, buddy. We thank Tyler Aki for helping out. Tyler, good job. Uh, Randy Merkin, and thanks to Jim Miller and Lou Pergandy. Everybody have a great weekend, and Mike and I will see you next week on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.